Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. It's been a massive year. So over the Christmas break, we've collated and highlighted a best of episode themed for Christmas investing to keep you entertained over the festive break. Enjoy this episode with Felicity Pryor that covers off airbnb for successful cash flow and have a fantastic break. See you in 2023. To my siblings, I guess starting from a really young age, they were just like, just keep saving. Why are you buying a house at such a young age? Mm. Um, and then obviously now buying the farm, farms are a big investment. They're a very wow. big risk. Yep. Um, I take risks. I like risks. Um, I like to have my money working for me and I think I just think very differently to them in terms of how I use my money yeah. um, but it has paid off for me in the past so I do think they think I'm a little bit crazy but it obviously works. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. everybody. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is Felicity Pryor. Felicity is not shy to roll up the sleeves for sure. We cover her awesome Airbnb cash flow strategy and we get an understanding of how this bold and inspirational young woman has become success so successful so young. Enjoy this conversation with Felicity. Hey, Felicity, good to have you here. Thank you so much uh, for agreeing to be interviewed on my podcast and um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tab. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, it was exciting for me because um, I caught up with you and your coach, Sharon, um, just to, I've, I've inserted myself into your coaching session because your situation is quite different to many clients. Um, you're on a farm for a start. Uh, and um, do you want to tell me a little bit about, I, I just want to dive straight into the Airbnb to start with, and then I'm going to come back and circle round. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about your background because that's also really interesting and diverse. So I just wanted to start immediately with the farm because um, you have the capacity to put some Airbnb on that, don't you? We do. So our farm is in New South Wales, in Inverell, and um, we've actually got two lots. So um, lot one, we've got a small little shed on there, and then lot two is mostly of our grazing and farming land. Um, but out this way, we're allowed to have two, um, two dwellings per lot. So potentially we could have more of these Airbnbs if we wanted to. Um, so we're going to start with one, see how that goes. Uh, I think people are looking a lot more for that green change, you know, the more secluded holiday somewhere where it's relaxed where you can escape the hustle and bustle of life. So we're going to create a nice little, it's called an eco hut. 
Um, That's cool. It's just a beautiful little standalone structure, nice views, hot tub. Um, <laughs> we're only 10 minutes from town, so you can go do a little bit of shopping and grab a coffee if you want to. But, yeah, the idea is just to come and relax. So, so I envisage rolling hills and... Um, Fantastic views, sunsets, dawn. Yeah. I love the idea of the hot tub. You so won me over at hot tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets a little cold here in winter. So, um, yeah, we need to have, you know, other activities you can do if you're just going to come and chill out. So it's always that nice little bit of bit of plush to oh, it. So, yeah. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. And, um, and I don't actually mind the cold. I prefer the cold over humidity and heat any day, which is why you don't see me in Queensland a lot. Love, love you Queenslanders. But um, I just find being a Kiwi girl, the, the humidity just absolutely nails me. Yeah. Um, so I, the fact that you've got cold actually is a selling point for me. Um, and you were looking, are they architecturally designed? Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking with the actual Airbnb itself. They are. So we went and met with our local builder here on Tuesday and we picked a design that had been done before from a like a, a similar thing on a farm down in Gunnada. Um, oh, so yes. yep. we picked that design and then we've changed it to sort of suit our positioning and where the hut's going to be because it is on quite a steep hill to get that beautiful view. Um, we've incorporated some deck area outside and fire pits and things like that. So, yeah, um, they are, yeah, they're very different. Uh, lots of glass so you can enjoy the views and surrounds and that privacy, not that there's anybody around anyway. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's going to be a beautiful little structure, mostly wood and glass. So. Oh, sounds amazing. And you were saying yeah. from memory, uh, a Frank. Yeah, complete A-frame. So, yeah. Oh, they, they sound absolutely stunning. Um, and um, if you don't mind me asking, just approximately, what, what are you looking at to set something up like that? Like what would your cost be on that? So pricing-wise for the structure, because uh, my partner is a, um, he is a plumber. He's doing a lot of the footing work. Awesome. Uh, we've got machinery being on a farm. Yeah, I would be doing all the roads and the pad work and everything um, like that. So building would be about 150 and then, you know, there's dressing it and kitchens and things, but it is going to be um, not basic, but it would just have everything that you need in there. Um, yeah. yeah, to suit, yeah. you know, I guess a, a bushland surround. So, um, yeah, so we're anticipating 150 for the build. And yep. then hot tubs and everything on top of that, you know, probably an extra 20000 Um And because it's standalone, um, electrical-wise, we're going yep. solar. Oh, that's with, awesome. Um, with backup generators, inverters and battery systems. So, wow. yeah. Wow. So you've certainly put a lot of research in because I know – <clears throat> excuse me I know there's a lot of clients that are really interested in the idea of Airbnb for cash yeah. flow um, and so obviously you've got the um, beautiful farm the acres the rolling hills um, the um, the location uh, and then you're adding this beautiful eco cabin I'll call it a cabin if is that right? Yeah. Eco cabin. Um, and then with the potential to do another two potentially because you're on a yeah. two lot. Yeah. 
And then, um, and so what makes it worthwhile? Why, why would you look at doing that? Because it also can be a lot of work, right? There's linen to change. There's people to manage. There's, are you going to do that yourself? Because you're right there as opposed yeah. to clients that would use like a, um, a made comfy or a group like that to, to run yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because it is on the farm, I'll be able to go over and service the unit. Um, yeah, do the linen changes and cleans and stuff like that. So work and farm life, I have a lot of flexibility there. So, um, yeah, we just make time. And uh, we actually have a family um, friend of ours who has, they're called Eco Domes, um, and they've just put another one. They have two now because the dome, dome one was completely booked um yeah so they're doing quite well so just sort of shows that people are willing to come a fair way out to get away and yeah and have that that experience so it's something different um and the price point too um if people don't want to go into town they organize all the food and everything so upon booking you can choose you know what would you like for breakfast lunch and dinner and they incorporate that into the cost and everything as well so Oh, that's really cool. And so what do you reckon you'd get a night for something like this that you're doing? Um, food not included, uh, just to get our bookings uh, started and get the, you know, get the yep. ratings generated. <laughs> Probably look at about 300 to 350 a night. Yeah. Um, and then I know the domes, they're about 650 a night, and that's with food included. So Yeah, because 300 sounds very reasonable. I mean, we went yep. and... Um, uh, we I had an Airbnb for a run I was doing out in the bush and um, that was like to get anything under 600 is almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I mean I know you can get the um, the less um, appealing I'll call them ones but after a long run in the bush I want somewhere I want the hot tub <laughs> yeah <laughs> I want absolutely the <laughs> yeah definitely I've hard for that rest yes. yeah so um, we're hoping to you know yeah. start at a lower price point and then you know once we have that we know that it's it's a good thing yeah we can you know start to make our way up from there so yeah and, and you guys are business people you've run businesses before um your husband's had um got the plumbing business or had the plumbing business he's taking a break from at the moment with the farm you're running a farm yeah. your background let's talk about that before we come back to um how you have researched this so tell me about your background because there's restaurants there's all sorts of things isn't there you've had a very diverse yeah. <laughs> diverse yeah. background yeah so um previous to coming to the farm uh, I guess becoming a farmer I was in Yamba which is only three hours east of here so little coastal town in northern New South Wales yeah I had a restaurant there for four years um that's where I actually grew up and I kept actually I kept coming home and there was no seafood restaurants anymore in Yamba, which was ridiculous because Yamba is known for, you know, the Yamba yeah. corn and its seafood. <laughs> so I saw an opening there and decided my brother was a chef and we teamed up and we started a restaurant. So that's sort of how I wandered upon that. And then before that, I was in Gladstone. Um, I was a deckhand up there for six years. So What's we were... Yeah, deckhands. <laughs> well, what does a deckhand do? To the uninitiated who knows nothing yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> so it was um, working for the um, working in the construction phase of 
um, the LNG plant in Gladstone. So what we would do, or my role was to do, is we would ferry all the workers from mainland Gladstone to Curtis Island, which was about a 15-minute trip across the river. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was pretty much just ferrying people back and forth every day. In the early days of the construction phase, it was taking supplies on the barges, um, you know, water, food supplies, um, building supplies until they actually had the plants up and sorted with accommodation. Okay. So, yeah, I spent six years doing that. Um, and that was FIFO. So I was oh. flying in, flying out of Sunshine Coast at that time. And um, I decided to buy my first property there in Coolum Beach, sort of being a halfway point, which yeah. was quite nice. <laughs> and, and then prior to that, I was hairdressing. I was in Darwin for four years and um, had a lovely time up in Darwin, but you, Tab, probably wouldn't with all the heat. <laughs> But it had to become acclimatised, right? I mean, there's no choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you go trolling or something up there? I've heard. I've heard, uh, heard you story. love it or you hate it, definitely. <laughs> but no, I, I had a great time in Darwin, had a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so I was hairdressing there. And before I was hairdressing, I, I did my real estate certificate. That was when I was first out of school. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had a friend who was the principal of Ray White Central up there and she's like, come and, come and work with us. So I started in property really? management and I got my certificate there, but um, wow. it wasn't what I wanted to do at that age. So I went back to hairdressing and finished that. So Wow. Yeah, there's been a few. Can I put this in context? And I hope you don't mind me asking because I don't have an issue with it. Can I, are you happy to share how old you are? Yeah, I'm 32. 32. <laughs> <laughs> you've done all of that and you've had your own restaurant, you've run, you've done hairdressing, you've done property. You've, I mean, it's, a, you know, hats off to you. And this is what I love about these podcasts is you get to meet so many interesting people and everyone is so inspiring in their own space and, Really, for 32, for you to have done that, now you've got the farm and you're looking at this eco um, cabin business. So I wanted to, to do this interview in this order so that people got to understand, like, this Airbnb strategy for you. It's not something that you've just sort of gone, oh, I've got a, you know, shack down the back, I'm going to tidy up and see if yeah. I can rent it. This is something, you've got a background in property management, you've got a back background in hospitality and restaurants you've got a background in customer service looking after um well, hairdressing and so forth so mm -hmm. and you've done hard yards in the lng slash mining um space which i inevitably would imagine you need thick skin for correct me if i'm wrong yeah. um <laughs> so you're pretty <laughs> yeah so you've pretty much <laughs> you've pretty much built quite an exceptional skill base up to then enable you to look at you've got this fantastic property with this opportunity to really bring in some cash flow because 
if you dial this right, and I know you've done your numbers and you've done a lot of research, so you haven't taken this on lightly, but you've done a lot of research. You've found a space in the market, a niche in the market that you think you're going to slot into really beautifully, um, which, you know, could be worth some decent cash flow for you guys um, mm. in the long term, which is which is really cool. Um do you have any any concerns around this or you're you're just a hundred percent this is gonna work, it's gonna be awesome, or do you is there anything in the there always is that risk of, you know, there is a yeah. lot of neighboring farms in our area. There's nothing stopping anybody from seeing us pop ours up and then the next year somebody else might be doing it. So that's where we're going for a complete lux um, experience. So Hamish and I both having our own businesses. So he was plumbing at the coast. And when I had the restaurant, yeah. it's everyone's busy. And when you can have a weekend away, or even if it's just a night, you want to be completely Amen. left alone and forget about the yep. rest of the world. And <laughs> if you can have that. must be your prime target market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can have that somewhere within a few hours reach, um, I mean, Brisbane and Gold Coast, they're only like three hours, two hours away. Toowoomba's just over three hours from us. So if you can have areas or little pockets where you can have that little getaway and have it really nice, yeah. um, you know, people might build another Airbnb, but they might not inject, you know, the level of lux that we want to go for. So that's why we just don't want to do it half-hearted and go and do up the shack. I can go do the wall yeah. set up. <laughs> um, yeah, and just have that, yeah, that absolute top class. Yeah, point of difference. Yeah, offer. Yeah. Well, you'd win me over every day of the week, and I know it's not all about me, as Jason will say to me, but um, <laughs> I'm just going, cool, I'll be, I'll be your first booking. Um, <laughs> And, um, and there's also an interesting, I think it's the law of proximity when it comes to business. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned personally if there were another couple that popped up. It would just mean um, you get more eyes on uh, on um, your area as a place to Airbnb. Exactly. And you guys will stand out, right? So Yeah. And yeah, I definitely feel with our positioning being so close to town, there's a beautiful um, day spa located across the road on another neighbouring property. There's yeah. lots of things to do that are close to us. Yeah. So people, if they just want to have a little holiday but still want to, I guess, have things to go and do and not just yeah. feel stuck on the farm, yeah. there are options as well. So Yeah, access to good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> if I've got some coffee, I'll, I'll, everything else is a bonus. <laughs> After having a cafe, I do admit the one thing I did bring to the farm and I did lash out on was a good coffee machine. So mm. I can't oh, live without coffee. <laughs> no, nah, my hubby, I call him the husband barista. And uh, when I get back from my runs in the morning, the thing I look most forward to every day is he makes me a coffee. Um, and <laughs> He is seriously hands down one of the best coffee makers I've ever had. I can say that <laughs> without a lie. And he makes it exactly how I like it. And yeah. uh, I'm a bit of a Philistine. I like it a bit hotter than most baristas will want to do yep. it. He, uh, <laughs> yes, I heard it's the old people. I think our taste buds get a bit bit worn out. But um, 
Yes, I my coffee is the highlight of my day, sad as that may be. Um, and so tell me, what do your friends and family think about your investing? Think about what, sorry? Your investing. My investing? Um, I'm a lot different to my siblings. I guess starting from a really young age, they were just like, just keep saving. Why are you buying a house at such a young age? Mm. Um, and then obviously now buying the farm. Farms are a big investment. They're yeah. a very big risk. Yep. Um, I take risks. I like risks. Um, I like to have my money working for me. And I think I just think very differently to them in terms of how I use my money. Yep. Um, but it has paid off for me in the past. So I do think they think I'm a little bit crazy, but it obviously works. So yeah. I like figures. I like to see things in black and white. I do as much homework as I can yep. um, before I do it. Yep. So yeah, some some are like crazy, and then years later, you know, they're like, "Wow, you know." Yeah. So yeah, and and there's a difference, right? Um, because you guys are business people. There's a difference between gambling, and there's a difference between quantified risk. Yes. And I think this is really important to highlight because once again, you're not going into this, you know, with rose tinted glasses on. You've got the background, you've got the experience, you've run businesses, you know what you're getting into. And so I have no doubt that this will be a fantastic, um, uh, what's the word? Um, It'll be a side business to your farm. I don't know. It might end up being the whole business. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever it is, I'm sure it will be incredibly um, successful because you've, you've quantified and you've done your research it's not a gamble so sometimes I'll hear as a coach I'll hear people say oh I've got a really high risk level and what they'll do is they'll just throw money at stuff from shares to bitcoin to a property to yeah won't have done any research it's that it's that gambling mentality and that's very very different to understanding risk yeah and so I just want to highlight that for people and so Given that you're comfortable with taking action and um, and risk, what would you say to a person that maybe doesn't have your level of comfort around that stuff? Because some of that stuff will have been learnt as you've grown through your different things that you've done. So what would you say to somebody that is looking at building a portfolio but is scared of taking that first step, is scared of investing, is scared of starting a business, what would your advice be to someone like that? Um, start small. Start now. Yeah. <laughs> I know that when I first bought my property and I was young, um, yeah. I had no direction um, yeah. and I just picked somewhere. So if you can do research and that's why I have found positive um, to make good decisions, to make educated decisions, yeah. to not feel like I am gambling my money um, and just start on a smaller scale. If you don't want to jump into the deep end straight away, um, yeah. yeah, just start smaller rather than larger, but start now because if you're interested in real estate, you know, it's a lot more, um, oh, what's the word? It's a lot more stable than bitcoin or shares yeah. or, you know <laughs> throw your money at something that you know 
you know, it's you a tangible a asset. Control, at but no, you've, you've got to start somewhere and the sooner you start, the sooner that you'll start benefiting from it. So when I first bought my house in Coolum Beach, never thought in a million years how much I could possibly get for it. Yeah, um, yeah and it's, can, it's absolutely set me up in life. So you just don't know what's going to happen. You've got to take, yeah, that ramble, yeah. that gamble and the risk, but make a good educated one. Do figures. And yeah. if it sits comfortably and you feel good about it and do it. Yeah. And um, and so how long did you hold Coolum for? I only had it for was just under six years. So I was at that point um, where I had leased it out, being property manager. I privately leased it when I had my restaurant. And then once I sold my restaurant, I... I initially went to go and do a paint and a refresh and some yards to get it back on the rent roll. Um, but then we had all the lockdowns uh, from last year's COVID. Yeah. And then I was supposed to be going to New Zealand, Tab, <laughs> on a holiday. <laughs> but, it's open now. Um, yeah, it's open now. <laughs> <Okay. Great. laughs> um, yeah, so that actually changed our minds to stay there and yeah. Um, and do a full blitz renovation. We did fences, yards, pool areas, decks, inside, bathrooms, everything, ripped out walls, sides of the house, huh. everything. And you guys did it, didn't you? We, like, we did everything you ourselves. Up your sleeves. Yeah. yeah, roofs, paint, everything. <laughs> so you're not it was a new hard work either is what I'm hearing. You'd, we worked, yeah. yeah seven days a week for four and a half months straight because I said to my partner, I'm like, people want to be in by Christmas and settle and want to be able to be moved in. So we just worked really hard to a short time frame and, yeah, yeah and it maximised for us and, yeah, just the opportunity was is incredible. So, yeah. Fantastic. So we can add Renault, Renault to the list. Yeah, of- renovate a blitz onto the, yeah, onto the, the resume. <laughs> oh, no, fantastic. And so um, I'm going to finish with that classic podcast question. So mm-hmm. if you were to be able to give advice, you know, to young Felicity, knowing what you know today, what would you like to say to Felicity of the younger years, even though you're 32? <laughs> <laughs> to 20-year-old Felicity. 20-year-old Felicity. <laughs> Buy more property. I honestly wish that I had used what equity that I had in that house to move sooner. I wish I had five of them to go and do more renovations and I loved it. <laughs> but no, I honestly, yes. yeah, looking back, you know, I'm still very young. I still have Yep. miles ahead of me in my investment journey and yeah I really wish that I did just start a little bit earlier yeah um but yeah that would be my advice your advice and it's a common theme it doesn't matter how young people are that I interview on this podcast I think 99% of people say start as early as you can um, absolutely do what you have to do, get a third job. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And I have had clients. I've had clients that have, 
done whatever they've had to do. They've moved home with mum and dad. They've, um, you know, put off everything from weddings to um, gone and got three jobs. Um, there's a client of ours, a vet, who I know has put in some really hard yards in that space to make sure that she can invest. Um, yeah. People, people are amazing. I guess and just think about how your investment yeah. works for you. Like get it to work smarter and, and not harder if you can Airbnb or mm. if you do have a two-story house and you can convert a little part of it and rent yeah. it out. You know, I've had yeah. friends do that up in Burley Heads and, you know, it's always just that little bit of extra income that can just go such a long way. So hustle. Yeah, you got to hustle it. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, just in case there's something else that's on your mind, and there may not be, which will be totally fine, is there anything else that you wanted um, to share or to let people know, anything that's important that you've learned on your journey um, or we covered the guts of it or, or is there something that I've missed that is important? No, pretty much. It's just, yeah, with the world, like the world changes, people, you know, We'll keep going through life wondering if, what, how, maybe. Mm. I have a good saying, should have, would have, could have, but didn't. And, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be sitting there just wondering. It's, yeah, yeah, just do your homework and if it feels good, feels right. I actually have just purchased my first little investment through you guys um, uh-huh. in Chermside, um, yep. Sparks Building, and I did. I sat there like everybody else probably would. Oh, is this the right thing? Maybe I should wait, yeah. um, you know, and then I just went for the plunge. So, yeah, yeah. just do your figures and talk to your coach and, yeah, yeah, you guys are here to help us along our journey. So, yeah, it's funny, it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, my hubby and I, we've been investing God knows how many years because I'm 50, I'm literally 20 years older than you. Actually, 21, I'm 53. I've forgotten I've turned 53. So, um, uh, and I can tell you that it doesn't change. You go to sign that contract, I still always walk away going, what did I just do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have I done and and I know now having done it you know a number of times just to sit with it and let it go and shake it off and it won't you know and that feeling goes away but I think it is a natural knee-jerk reaction I mean it's absolutely isn't it maybe we're commitment phobes Felicity yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I didn't even tell my other half because he knew that we were looking at it and yeah. um, I put the expression of interest in. He was down. We were drinking cheap last week and I'm like, well, we got the unit. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I did all the paperwork and the expression of interest and, and we got it. He's like, oh, he's like, can I have a look at a photo of it? <laughs> so. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like those stories. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Really appreciated uh, your time and um, fantastic um, conversations. And I think um, really inspiring. So, you know, I've got a favorite saying that I use largely for my running, but I think it applies to pretty much anything in life. And and, uh, and I use it to coach myself because, you know, as runners, we always want to run faster, better, longer. <laughs> we want to win stuff. Um, I'm yet to win anything, by the way. Uh, but um, uh, I always say, I heard this saying from a coach of mine, a uh, running coach, and they said, Tab, the results that you want 
are in the stuff that you're not doing. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, for the people that are scared or can, scared is probably not the word people use, people that have analysis paralysis, waiting for the right time in the market, um, concerned about buying the wrong property and stuff, um, educate yourself, get around people, take action and have a look at what you're not doing because what you're not doing is where you're not going to be getting the results. And I think, yeah. um, would you agree? Absolutely. If you don't change anything, nothing changes. So you just keep doing the same run-of-the-mill things forever. Yeah. So you need to sometimes just step out of that box, out of the comfort zone. How we grow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I think you and I could wax lyrical and throw quotes at each other all afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on your Chermside purchase. I'm sure it will be a cracker. And I know it's another one you can Airbnb, isn't it? It is. I am going to be going through Made Comfy for that one. Um, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to service that myself. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll be going down that avenue in the next month or so once settlement goes through. So oh, really looking you. forward to, um, so yeah, coming visiting Queensland at some time. See you. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, you can stay in your unit. I can, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, all the best, my friend, and um, and thanks again. No See problem, Tab. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.